Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Hello and welcome to today's Wisdom Wednesday on the Alter Health Podcast. I'm Dr. Susanna Alter. And I'm Dr. Ben. And we're both naturopathic doctors who empower individuals to heal themselves with whole food plant-based nutrition and mind-body medicine. And as the title suggests today, we're talking about meditation and specifically why we don't meditate. And it's uh, interesting, you know, I don't know what your experience has been, Susanna, but a lot of people just assume that, that I do assume, you know, it's like, oh, you know, um, mind, body, medicine, you know, mind, mind, body, medicine, or some people might even say like, when, when you're meditating, just think about this and just see what comes to mind. And it's like, I don't really meditate as, uh, you know, the, the, in the conventional understanding of sitting down and closing my eyes and, and focusing on breath or mantra or anything like that. That's not to say that I never do, But here we're talking about meditation as a practice, which um, I guess I don't even know. Susanna, have you ever had like a real meditation practice in your in your life? No, honestly. Oh, you you never have. No, in the past, I've tried to get into meditation practices thinking that it would better myself. Um, And I certainly have had other practices, other uh, mindfulness practices that I've been you know, gotten into the rhythm of like gratitude journaling and things like that, but never, never a strict, consistent meditation practice like you. Yeah. Okay. I I just, it's funny. I didn't even know that. about. I just kind of assumed that, that you did Um, because I know you've done like meditation retreats and I know you've had a a yoga practice where it's like a daily thing, but yeah, you know, in my experience, I, I have had a strict regimented meditation practice that I loved for years and it was like um, maybe by outward appearance, like people would say that that's kind of intense, you know, at least an hour a day, every day for probably like four or five years. Um, and I felt like, you know, I felt I, lo- I loved that, you know, ritual. I loved that part of the day, usually first thing in the morning. Um, and uh, I felt uh, in the end kind of like kind of attached to it. Like if I didn't have the right time and space to meditate, I felt like, my whole day was kind of like gonna not be good. And, and it's like, and I, I, I just kind of had this insight. It was really when we started dating and 
where I was kind of, you know, sleeping at Susanna's house and, and like, you know, hanging out with Susanna and all my routine and regimented schedules kind of got thrown out the window for a little bit. And I was like, I'm, I'm not falling apart. <laughs> like things are, things are still good. And someone with a meditation practice might say, oh, well, it's because you've been lifting all that weight and building that muscle of meditation for those years that now you're grounded in your life and you're able to like not meditate and still have the benefits of meditation. But fast forward a few years and after gaining a little bit more insight and understanding of my experience, and, and I guess, you know, it, it goes without saying that we're just kind of sharing from our experience and by no means are we saying that you should stop your meditation practice and this is why. Uh, but in my experience, I have come to recognize that my experience of mental clarity, health, peace, well-being, creativity, wisdom, whatever you want to call it, is always dependent upon my internal state and not ever dependent on what's going on outside, including the state that I put myself in in the outside world, such as a state of meditation or a, or a practice or a technique of breath work or something like that. Um, that's not to say that breathing and meditation can strengthen the nervous system and kind of uh, provide experiences for us in that way. But as we like to say, uh, so does, uh, you know, walking in nature and so does cooking mindfully and eating mindfully and having a deep conversation with someone that you love and, and playing with a child or exercising or reading a book. You know, we, we can have that. Or doing nothing. Or doing nothing, sitting on the couch, which a lot of us judge. Or sleeping, lounging in bed. We can have that enlightening experience we can have that strike of insight hit uh regardless of where we're at so that's kind of the ultimate freedom and uh focus that that i have in my life mm -hmm. nowadays yeah and and what we're saying here like this can really be said for any practice and where you know, what you just shared relates most to my experience in the past is with my, I would call it pretty strict yoga practice for several years. I practiced yoga every single day. And I certainly had this story or this belief that my life just flowed better when I did yoga every day. And, uh, and, and it's interesting how those kind of stories can be limiting, can actually bind us in certain activities in the day and create that rigidity. Um, and also really the bigger thing, like what you're saying, Ben, is if we're solely really relying on a tool, an external tool or practice to connect with the truth of who we are, our authentic self, it can be easy to forget that that's always there 100% of the time, uh, that we actually don't need these external things and tools to access that in any given moment. That's uh, probably the most important place to start. And I guess we kind of jumped ahead right off the get go. But, you know, the, the, and it comes up a lot of times when they're having these conversations around mind, thought and consciousness and our innate well-being which is it's not just a concept 
you know, these, the, the peace and the love and the groundedness and the creativity and the wisdom that we have experienced all of us at various points in our life. We've had that clear, deep connection at various points all throughout our life. And some of us just kind of, you know, shrug it off, but that is our true nature. You know, it's, we, you know, a lot, and a lot of people say, oh yeah, well, I had that experience when I was meditating. So I should meditate more to have more of those experiences. Or I had that experience when I was playing with my grandkids. So I should play with my grandkids more so that I can feel more of that. Or I had that experience when I was hiking in nature. So I should hike in nature more to have more of that experience. But as we like to remind ourselves, we can't blame the outside world again for causing our internal experience. We have to take responsibility. And that is taking responsibility for all the good stuff and the positive feelings and the enlightened experiences and also taking responsibility for the quote unquote negative stuff. And, you know, and a lot of people like to blame so-and-so or such and such for the negativity, but like, oh yeah, I'm in control of my positive thinking. And, and, but the fact is it's an unconditional, radical self-responsibility for our experience. And, um, and for me, again, back, back to meditation, like what that, what that means for me is I'm not going to blame meditation when I feel good, or I'm not going to blame my lack of good feeling for a lack of meditation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as you were sharing that, Ben, I was chuckling because I was remembering how really, you know, my practice of yoga started just one summer. I started doing it for exercise. And in one class, the teacher had us finish the class with five deep backbends. And I remember on the last backbend, I had this huge, I'd say maybe my first kind of big, like, light bulb aha moment where all of a sudden I just felt this rush of clarity and I really felt like whoa like this yoga stuff is magical and just like you said Ben you know I felt like it was in the heart openings and I would try to kind I would go to yoga classes and try to recreate that experience I would do the back bends I would do whatever it is and I was always somewhat disappointed because I was I realize now in hindsight I was chasing that feeling of connectivity. I was chasing it, looking outside of myself for it. And because I was distracted in the search, we get, we actually get further away from that feeling because we're attached to something where we're clouding our mind with more thoughts of, I want something that it's not here. And where do I find it? And how do I find it? And the more cluttered our mind is, the further we get away from who we are kind of ironic and of course uh meditation teachers and people who have a practice might say oh well you know that's you just observe that thought you observe that attachment you recognize you become aware of that and you did become aware of that without a practice and i think that's um you know another really important message i guess or important insight that i've had is that like you know we get what we need, regardless of whether or not we're searching for it. And sometimes searching for it just obscures and, uh, you know, keeps the, the things that we're looking for more deeply hidden from ourselves. Um, 
Yeah. So of course it's, it's kind of, it's like a, a fine balance because, um, you know, for, for sure I've had, I've had insights in the past few years where it's like, I, I just really want to meditate. And I, I think it's important to bring up the like meditate. And I just really want to close my eyes. I just like, I'm called to do that. I'm inspired to do that. Inspired to go for a walk without my cell phone and sit on a rock and like feel the breeze and the sunshine and, and hear the sounds. And, and, um, and I think that, you know, we all are like inspired to do some of that in our world today, just because the, uh, you know, the screens and all the influx of information and our senses are overloaded by all of these kind of technological inputs that are, I guess, arguably really not natural or healthy in the, to the extent that we receive them in today's world. So if we just tune into our natural, like wisdom, our body's messages, our intuition, we will be guided to live a quote unquote mindful life. We will be guided to do that. We will have the insights and inspiration to take care of ourselves and keep ourselves balanced in these sort of ways. And we don't need to therefore rely upon any sort of rigidity or willpower to sit ourselves down every morning or every evening at this time for this duration. Uh, We will be taken care of because we are innately connected with that source of wisdom and inspiration that guides us to exactly what we need to do when we need to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the more trust that we have in that, the more we can really see that life does give us everything we need in terms of, you know, the lessons to learn in terms of, uh, you know, the aha moments. We don't have to go creating these um, these situations where we can have more insights or find the answers more easily or find the peace more easily. Um, we simply have those insights through living life. And we simply find what we need by listening to that intuition that's always there. Yeah. Um, so, so of course there's this, I guess, long story short, like this, the summarizing point here is that we live in a world where I think that there's this narrative, at least I've been exposed to it, that there's this narrative that we need to do work on ourselves in order to experience more of our true nature, be more enlightened or be more grounded or peaceful. We need to do something. We need to take some action and work on ourselves. And some of that might involve a meditation practice or this practice or that practice. But the ironic thing is we also know that peace and love and compassion, again, I guess we're saying it for like the third or fourth time today, that is our true nature. So how can we do anything to experience more of what we already are? It's it's more of an undoing, right? It's more of a chipping away. And that is not an action that needs to be taken. That comes through insight and understanding. Um, so put ourselves in the world and keep ourselves open to hear those insights, to have that understanding, to deepen in that knowing and that truth of who we are. Um, I guess that's the the take home message here. Yeah. I guess I want to say one more thing because, you know, I've also heard from many people the argument to that, well, you know, 
look at both of you. You have this history of doing some kind of practice. You know, you right. you had that kind of awakening moment where you saw that there was more to life than just, I don't know, the monotonous day-to-day stuff. Um, but what I'm I would still waiting. say... I'm still waiting for my awakening moment. <laughs> well, of course. We're always all awakening. Mean? I don't know. but But really, you know... What I see when I look back at my whole journey is that wisdom was there all along, even before I was aware of it. And yeah, maybe wisdom did guide me to that yoga class for some exercise or whatever. And maybe that did help me have some, you know, expanding experience that then got my curiosity going and all sorts of other topics and mind body stuff. Yeah, maybe so. But every single human being is connected to wisdom, to intuition, and their life journey guides them in their unique way to also expanding their awareness in whatever way is most supportive for them. It might be a little bit windy. There might be a little bit more pain and suffering and struggling depending on who knows, who knows every person's life is different, but, um, but yeah, so Yes, I agree that yoga and, and meditation and everything can be a powerful tool to kind of, you know, expand one's mind. Um, so what I hear you saying is that you're, you, you've you got this message also, like, don't compare yourself or in your journey, because it's like, you know, you, you hear that other people might say, oh, well, this, the, you know, and, and other people might compare like, oh, you've done this, so I should be doing this, or you did that, so I should be doing that. Yeah, or and, maybe like, or maybe, you know, some people say, well, well meditating is still a really good recommendation for most people because most people, um, you know, don't have any kind of level of awareness. You know, we might judge yeah. people in that way. Yeah, and I, and I would say, yeah, exactly. And I, I would say to that, um, what's most way more powerful than meditation is just tuning in, <laughs> you know, and, and, and like experiencing Elliot for moment to moment, like a connection with wisdom, you know, and just letting go of, of the, the attachment to those thoughts and shoulds and, you know, that, that narrative and just having the, a glimpse of the experience of what lies beneath and beyond the, the thought. And there we are connected with what's the, the guiding force in life, which might move us into a meditation practice for a period of time might not and there is no right and wrong way to live let alone meditate um so yeah yeah i i hear you yeah all right well um, on that note just a quick reminder uh that our spring cleanse is starting in just a few days and you're still invited to join you can find out more at alter.health slash cleanse and also Peace on Earth is a program, a weekly program. This is where we have conversations around the topics of mind, thought, consciousness, and brain-body connection. And the, the idea of or the topic of meditation has come up various times for me in the last uh, week or so. So I felt it kind of pertinent to share more in this context. So mm-hmm always appreciative of the conversations had in peace on earth. And um, until next time, we'll see you uh, on the next alter your health podcast episode. Bye for now.